Emotional intelligence and social capital are two skills that you should consistently work on strengthening to not only improve your higher ability, but your quality of life in general. Got skills? Of course you do. But can you talk about the skills you have and how you use them? Whether it's with your cousin, your potential new boss, or the mentor who has 20 plus years in your dream role, skills talk is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Each week on Got Skills, the Skills Baby team is taking a deep dive into a key takeaway from an episode of the Let's Talk About Skills Baby podcast, focused on actionable ways for professionals to skill up. I'm your host, Sari Wienerman, and with me is Michelle Smith. We're here to help you breeze through the next family reunion, interview, or mentorship opportunity by better understanding the skills you have and how to talk about them. This week, we're diving into Season 1, Episode 6 of Let's Talk About Skills, Baby. In this episode, Kelly speaks with Gayatri Agnew, Senior Director of Walmart Giving at the Walmart Foundation about the immense value of social, emotional, and relational skills. Gayatri talks about how emotional intelligence is one of the most important groupings of skills that we can focus on. I love the way she talks about skills because she honestly acknowledges why skills are so hard to talk about and classify, but she's able to recognize all of the intricate components of skills groupings and articulate them so clearly and succinctly. She says... I think sometimes skills, the idea of skills, get a little bit of a bad rap because we think about a skill being the, the ability to weld metal together, and it is, but it's also the emotional intelligence to process past experiences and to use them as fuel to shape and create your future. That is a skill. Confidently, public speaking is a skill. Being able to show up in a room and not feel small because you perceive others to be large is a skill. I've loved this journey I've been on of discovering the power of skills to unlock human potential because all of those things are skills. And I think sometimes we skip those components. Processing past experiences and confidence speaking about them or anything else and taking up space all add up to some of the most durable skills you can hone and the most transferable. So why do we tend to gloss over them on our CVs or resumes? Well, the answer is because they are non-job associated skills. We find it so easy to name the skills associated with particular roles because they are easy to defend and also easy to measure. With these social emotional skills, it's simply not as easy. Exactly. But while they can't be quantified, they can be described. And without acknowledging these strengths, you're missing such crucial information about a person and how they perform. Not only that, but the skills that are associated with jobs are also so subjective. Think about a cashier working in a fast food restaurant that is undergoing massive construction to implement automated ordering stations. One day, you're an expert at the cash register, and the next, you're having to learn an entire new software program. The fact is, at every job in every industry, the job-associated skills will change with time. Every single employee, regardless of how much experience they have, will end up having to learn new skills to keep up with the change. So ultimately, if you focus only on the job-associated skills when telling your skills story, that story is going to become outdated and irrelevant. Right. But you know what never becomes irrelevant? 
your interpersonal skills, and the value you bring to your relationships. Let's hear it in Gayatri's words. I don't think we talk enough about social capital, which is literally the opposite side of the tangible hard skills that a person is tagged with. So social capital is just the idea that, well, what you know is important, who you know continues to play a role in how you move through the workforce. Social capital is not about knowing fancy people. No. Social capital is about having relational value in the relationships that you have, take either a racial equity lens or a financial inclusion lens, and you put that over the idea of social capital, it's not hard to recognize that the child of a CEO has a very different network than someone who maybe has lived and worked in the same five city block radius of a Baltimore or Detroit. And it's not better or worse, but it's very different. Wow, I've never looked at social capital this broadly before, and now I can't look back. The best part about it is that your social capital is never fixed. You can constantly be expanding it by learning and networking more. In the digital age, this has never been easier, and it's not nearly as intimidating to network as you might think. Yes, it's so encouraging to look at social capital as an asset that you have the daily power to strengthen. We've all heard the saying, it's who you know. And one of my favorite resources for expanding who you know and upping your networking game is the book, Reach Out by Molly Beck. Molly challenged herself to email one person every day for an entire year to develop her professional network and it completely changed her life. She even ended up starting a company because of it. Her book details her strategy so that you can easily embark on the same challenge she did. She also now offers an interactive networking cohort with Carly Valancey called The Reach Out Party, which is a month-long online community for reaching out. People from this community have gotten new jobs, met their husbands, changed careers, gone viral on TikTok, and so much more, all by strengthening their networking skills one email at a time. I love that, and I can't believe I haven't heard of it before. I literally can't wait to go check this out. What I love about it so much is that one of the hardest parts about skills talk is getting comfortable doing it with anyone, anytime, anywhere. And that's why it feels like such a big challenge when someone asks you to clarify your resume or talk about yourself in a job interview when you weren't expecting it. One of my life mentors who actually connected me to our work with Skills Baby told me that his key ingredient for success was being able to deliver two perfect pitches one for 60 seconds, and one for three to five minutes, about himself to anyone. To get there, I can't think of a better challenge than to share your skills story once a day with an email reach out or a phone call. We're here to remind you that the more you practice your skills story, the better you'll get at telling it, and the more everyone else will believe you've got skills. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Got Skills the podcast where we explore how to understand the skills you've got, and more importantly, how to talk about them. Got Skills is a Growth Network podcast production. To learn more about the hosts of Got Skills, head to skillsbaby.com slash gotskills. Find out what we're up to, the latest news in the skills world, and what events are coming up that you should keep an eye on. Last but not least, make sure to follow Growth Network Podcasts on LinkedIn for more awesome shows to add to your podcast feed. 
We'll see you next time on Got Skills.